binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. Uh, before we get into talking about the show, there are a couple of things I do want to discuss. So, if you didn't know, I have a Discord. Um, I actually went through and updated the like settings on Discord. So now, in order to access the channels, you need permission from me. So there's that. There's a Discord that exists for currently binging. If you follow the link, it should still take you to... I, I still don't really know how all Discord works, but it should still take you to the server and in order to um, get access to the like different channels, I need to add you. But yeah, because I've had a couple of people join, but not say anything. And I don't know if they're just like fake people or whatever. So I update the settings and I guess in order if you want access, you're going to have to let me know that like you're here from the podcast and you want to chat about all things CB. Um, the other thing I know I've been talking about, I'm going to do video content. You don't, you, you guys don't understand what my whole thing is with video. Cause I used to do videos on YouTube, like long, 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 long time ago. Um, it is a lot of work. I have attempted to record myself on video and it actually wasn't bad. It's just the process of actually editing the video and uploading it. And so then I was like, well then do I just like, because I don't know how many people are interested in video content. So do I say like, oh, do I start a Patreon to do video content or do like, I don't know. So I'm still figuring that all out. Most likely the video, everyone will be able to access the video content. Um, this episode will not be recorded by video. I plan to, but that's a whole nother um, discussion to do with like storage because apparently <laughs> I forgot how big these video files are. So um, yeah, that's a whole nother thing that you guys probably don't even really care about. So videos still on my radar, still thinking through what lane I want to go through, but if you are interested in video content, I think it helps me more if I'm like, oh, people actually want to see the video content as far as like long form video discussions, like short term, short uh, form videos for sure. Like to put on social media and stuff, I'll do that. But like as far as like long form, the full episode type of videos, I think it will help me if you all let me know that's something you want to see. So let's get into this. Um, this is a solo hosted show. Clearly, it is just me. There will be spoilers, all type of spoilers. We can go all over the place. Like we've already started off off script already. But here we are. Um, we can go in circles. There are going to be spoilers. I already said that, but I'm saying that again in case you did not know that I I literally the entire episode I'm going to spoil things. There is no section of like spoiler free um, talk. <laughs> like at all um what else this is based on a comic that I've never read so I don't even know if there are people I like I'm assuming there are people who read the comics who are probably gonna be listening to this so like because I have not I didn't even know before watching this that this was a comic book of course I'm not the expert so there's that um 
yeah, I think that's everything as far as all of my warnings. So before, another before, but before we actually really get into it, I do want to talk about a couple of updates that we've gotten for a couple of shows over the last month or so. So first one is Upload. I do discuss Upload. is, And these are Prime shows. It's only two. I do discuss Upload. Upload was renewed for season three. If you have not listened to my me discuss Upload, I have season one and I have season two. Go check them out. I did say that I think it made sense for us to get a season three and possibly season three be the final season. Don't know what the plans are <laughs> post um, season three, but we are at least getting one more season. So excited about that. On the flip side, some not so happy news, which I kind of don't know how I feel about it. Like, I don't think I will ever be as upset as like how I thought about the society being renewed and canceled on Netflix. I just don't think there's anything that will get me that level upset. (laughs) But The Wilds has not been renewed for season three. And I was reading a couple of articles. I really don't know what the reasoning why it could have been like viewership or things like that. The Wilds was premiered or dropped like at the beginning of the pandemic, if I'm remembering correctly, or like that, at least that first Christmas of the pandemic. So people were still for the most part at home. Um, It was the first YA young adult um, series on Prime and kind of helped to kick off all of like the YA content that we have now, which I kind of feel some way about, (laughs) not gonna lie. And it was just an interesting take on like a story to tell. I don't know, maybe I just love those stories where there's a bunch of kids put into a situation where they have to like govern themselves. I'm finding maybe I just like those types of shows, you know, and if you have not listened to me discuss um, season one or season two, of the wilds those are available i did discuss both seasons but um you know how i felt about season two i thought we could have done at least one more season and wrapped it up which was why i was kind of surprised that they canceled it because it just felt like we needed a closer on the entire story um but yeah it was canceled and now we have these other shows which i'm not watching like the summer i turned pretty i'm just like that's not and y'all know i watch a lot of like young adult teen content that's just not my vibe (laughs) I cannot I can't watch it there's something else that um dropped on prime that's like teeny I'm just like I'm just not interested in it um but yeah so those are the two prime show updates some good news some bad news but let's get into paper girls so paper girls not gonna lie I thought I was not going to watch this. I saw, or I shouldn't say I saw, I have saw (laughs) the trailer for this multiple times. And I was just like, and part of it, I'm going to put on me just not paying attention. I kind of got the gist of like, like the one with the one scene with Ali. um, Oh my gosh, Wong, is that her last name? Why can I all of a sudden not remember her last name? Yes, Ali Wong. <laughs> um, that one scene between her and then her younger self when they like meet, that's the only thing I could see. 
I didn't understand why it was called Paper Girls. Um, I didn't understand what was like going on, like what was the premise of the show. Like none of that I can get from what I, the pieces of the trailer that I can remember. I was just like, this just doesn't seem like something that I want to watch. Then <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> I was of course trying to find something to watch. Actually it was like, think of like, oh, what is, what is the episode going to be for Wednesday? I was actually going to do a roundup of streaming movies, which I'm probably still going to do because I do kind of want to at least hit on them um, pretty quickly. But I was like, oh, I'll do that. Then there were two shows I was I was choosing between because I was like, oh, Paper Girls, maybe I should like Google it and see if I can try to understand what is going on or like what the premise of the show is. And there was one other show or something that I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch this. But I ended up not watching it because, oh, the Pretty Little Liars original sin. Because I, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know that I want to go back into that world. <laughs> if you're an OG, OG, OG listener, like Glam Deets Days listener, then you know I was a religious um, recapper slash uh, discussion nerd. I don't even know what word I'm trying to make up of Pretty Little Liars and that was like a whole thing and I was just like I don't know that I want to get back into that world and so when I googled Paper Girls um just from like some of the article titles I was like okay I, I saw something that was like comparing it to Stranger Things and I was like hmm okay so it's more sci-fi than anything and you guys know I love me some sci-fi so I was like, let me watch this, but I hate, and we're going to talk about this because this is in my notes, the Stranger Things comparisons. We're going to talk about it, but yeah. So I was like, okay, we're going to watch it. Sci-fi, I mean, it's got to work. And so started it, episode one, we're in the 80s. And I was just like, clearly, like it was a very diverse group of girls, even looking at the like comic um, illustration of the girls, like they they look diverse on there too so I don't think they strayed too much from at least what I could see visually because again I didn't read the comics I don't think they strayed too much from um how the girls are portrayed visually in the comics um but I mean we're in the 80s so we have racism um we're also in the 80s so as far as um queer representation LGBT representation in the 80s non-existent um people weren't really out also pretty sure because this is 88 so like the AIDS pandemic the AIDS pandemic is going on which they don't really reference but like this is just setting a picture of like where we are in the 80s so it kind of highlights some of the discussions that are happening or like not even discussions but like the way the girls um interact or how they feel about certain things so I'm talking like how KJ feels about clearly she likes girls, but it's the 80s and she can't really, even after meeting her older self, she still can't really grasp or um, feel comfortable in knowing that that is who she truly, truly is. And then like Mac, we don't really know what, what Mac, who Mac is into. Like we can assume because like Mac it's kind of tomboyish, which is like a thing that would have been said in the 80s. Like, oh, she's a tomboy. She likes sports. Um, she's also like her, her the way she's grown up or the way she's raised, like she has her older brother. 
she has like this very hard exterior so you don't really know um who who mac could be interested in so like that's like one kind of like oh we don't really know but like we can assume but we know that kj likes her but like doesn't want to like be okay with that with those feelings at least at the age that she's at now um but then kj kj's jewish um mac i'm assuming is white i mean she she presents as white but we don't get anything else um outside of like what she um or like what her ethnicity is uh aaron is chinese i believe if i'm remembering correctly and then tiffany is black so like it's a pretty diverse um group of girls dealing with issues that are going on in the 80s but now we layer in time travel y'all know i love to talk about time travel <laughs> i'm the person who likes to talk about like the practical side of time travel because i'm i'm the person who's like if i'm ever in a in a situation where i have to time travel like whatever we do has consequences to our future <laughs> especially if we're um going into the future learning things and then potentially going back to our timeline like now we know all these things that can impact like who we become in the future so i'm one of those time travel people i like to have time traveling rules there were no rules <laughs> like these girls had no rules they had to figure it out like as they were going if you're new i don't recap the show i just discuss i, just, I feel like i have to say this all the time because some people come expecting like you to recap it which to me has always been weird because we all just watch the same thing but like I don't re I don't recap the entire show I just focus on like things from my notes that I want to talk about so girls also are dealing with sexism um we find out that Mac was the first um non-boy paper boy which is why now we have like the paper girls the um name of the show so she kind of was a a class ceiling breaker there um <laughs> let's see uh Aaron we kind of get to see which I think a lot of a lot of what the girls go through in the 80s like you still even when they see their future selves like there's still some remnants of that even if you were to compare it to like the real the real world or like where we are today there are still a lot of parallels to the the stories that we're seeing from these girls on screen so i feel like you can relate across the board to either one of these girls or multiple girls but like with aaron we kind of get to see um first generation um immigrant type of a story where like we know she she feels like she needs to take care of her mom and she like has a pretty much like shoulder that responsibility because her mom doesn't speak I don't know I can't remember is that she doesn't speak any English or she doesn't speak or she's or she has limited English I can't remember which one it is I feel like it's she doesn't speak any English um so she, she has to deal with that and we kind of see as they like travel which is so why I love time traveling especially like in this kind of a setting because it's more like granted they're being kind of hunted <laughs> And they're 12 year old girls being hunted by um people who could potentially die but they kind of which makes what makes this show interesting and th these stories interesting is that they as their 12 year old selves get to 
visit themselves at different periods of their lives and kind of see like, oh, this is where I am. And kind of like, it's that expectation versus reality. And uh, we see that a lot, especially when we get into like, I think it's the strongest, like polar opposites in a way, a little bit for Tiff, but like, I think Tiff and Aaron are the two who have very strong, who had very strong convictions of who they saw themselves being when they were an adult. And so then to see themselves as an adult, it was like their expectation for the most part was different than what the reality was. Whereas like a KJ, um, her expectations, like her mom is going to control her entire life and she's going to pretty much become the person that her mom wants her to be. So like her expectations, you could say in a way was kind of low because she didn't think that she would create the, the life that she wanted in the future. But then when she meets her older self, she's like, oh, you know, I look happier than I feel like I've ever been in my 12 years of life. So like her expectations were exceeded based on like who she meets in in the future or sees in the future because she does she doesn't actually meet herself. She meets herself's future girlfriend, <laughs> um, which is interesting. And then we get the sad one because there always has to be like a sad story. And I kind of figured this with Matt because I thought it was weird that at least in their first time jump, she went to look for, she Googled her brother, not herself. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I have a feeling she's not alive. And granted, I was like, oh, she's not alive. Maybe she, because I'm like, how old are they at this point? They jumped to 2019. They're 12 and 88. So they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do quick math. Uh, 30 years later. So what, 42, 41, 42. So it's like, oh, she could have died in her like 30s or like her late 20s or something like that. But when her, she finds out she died at 16 from brain cancer. Oh my gosh. That is like... It's like, oh, you want to stab us in the heart, don't you? Like, can you imagine being 12 years old, traveling to the future and finding out you die in four years from like a, an incurable disease? That's insane. I couldn't, I couldn't even. And then we like to see, which I love because like you can complain and be like, oh, we spent a lot of time with these girls and like them dealing with their lives and themselves in these future iterations versus like the story of what is this war like all that like I would say big picture type of a plot and we are more like focused on like the small picture of the individual girls um stories and so you can say in a way it kind of um not hurts but impacts the flow of the season in a way and mind you I didn't even tell you how many you watched it but there were eight episodes which I think was pretty good considering that we spent so much time with the girls in the way that we did that eight episodes makes sense to me um I don't I definitely don't think we needed more than eight episodes but then you can say well it kind of like affected the flow of the story or by the time we get to the finale it's just everything feels kind of really rushed to kind of get us to this end point to set us up for like future potential seasons um but we don't really like love it love what we got to find out about the girls and like to see 
how they grew from like these innocent 12 year old girls going on a paper route to like where we end up with them in episode eight, like definitely have matured. <laughs> like there's no way you cannot mature rapidly after visiting your future self and not just like one version of your future self. Um, or well, one version, but like knowing that not necessarily meeting, but like knowing what another version of yourself is doing at that point in time. Like there's no way you can't rapid, rapidly mature. But um, yeah, so you can say like the, the overall story kind of falls apart. But I think what worked really well is that this is like, and I hate to say this, I really do. Because <laughs> nothing is guaranteed. Like, there's no guarantee that we're getting a second season. Like, I literally, right before I pressed record, it was like, Pepper Curl, season two. Like, we have no news. Prime, Amazon, for some reason, likes to take their sweet time to tell us if something's going to be renewed. Although, Reacher, they came pretty quickly. It was like, renewed. But, like, everything else seems to take months before we know if it's been renewed or not. Um, so like nothing's guaranteed. So you kind of hope that, um, they will work, like the seasons will work out in a way where like you can tell a full story without it feeling like you're setting us up for something. But I, I have really high, high faith that this is going to get another season. I just don't see why they wouldn't, especially considering the Council of the Wilds. And everything, at least in this YA genre, and even sci-fi, because I don't, I mean, I think they do have some sci-fi shows, but like specifically in this genre, um, they they just don't have anything there. And I think that this helps feed um, audience of people that are not necessarily reaching on Prime um, with something like The Summer I Turned Pretty. I just cannot. I know it's based off a book, but like... <laughs> It just seems so superficial. Oh my gosh, I cannot. But anyway, so this was definitely a really great setup to now we we like we feel like we know these girls. We know why we're rooting for them um, as heavy and as hard as we are so that by the time we get to season two, season three, season, like we don't have to spend all this time like getting to know each individual girl. And sometimes... I think shows in in a way you can you could say because I had this worry earlier in the season when we had just jumped to 2019 and we had only visited um, future Aaron and Max brother had no clue like we saw KJ's parents in that timeline but like we had no clue what was going on with KJ in that timeline we knew Tiff had re had Google herself um, but we hadn't met her come to find out like we are going to meet that version of herself um because she ties into like the overall like bigger picture story um but I was a little bit worried before we jumped to 99 that we were going to spend too much time focused on half the girls and not all the girls so I was happy to see when we got to 99 and then we got to see where 99 KJ was and we got to meet 99 Tiffany and then I think that helped to like give fill in their backstories a little more um, and make us care about them a little bit more. And I was like, OK, I can. It was like a sigh of relief because there are shows like there are there are four girls um, 
in the in the show who are like our main leads and there are shows with the with a big cast who struggle <laughs> to make us care about every single person in that cast like in the main cast and so i think they did a good job of like pacing it and telling each individual story in a way that makes us care and like it all just like tied through and flowed together because like even when we're in 2019 like we haven't met um future tiffany or kj yet um but like we got to still learn more about the 12 year old versions of themselves um and even when mac and her visiting her brother and kind of seeing that relationship because we only saw a glimpse of him in the 88 timeline mind you i took i when i say i wanted to pat myself on the back on my notes because <laughs> y'all know sometimes i get on here and be like i thought i wrote that date down no we wrote all the dates down <laughs> so we know where we were because again i do like time travel but <laughs> um but yeah so when um we only saw him for like not even 30 seconds in the 88 timeline and so then the team in the 2019 timeline and then could you could you imagine you're like your sibling at the age that they were like 30 years ago shows up and is like hey i'm your brother hey i'm your sister and you're like my sister or brother is dead or you're like Wait, no, my sister or brother is like 40 years old and lives in Idaho. So I don't know why I'm saying Idaho, but like, could you imagine? But I was glad that he, Elise was like, oh, he ran the, um, and that situation is different because like he lost his sister at a very young age and like her death is what pretty much shaped the rest of his life and um, put him in the position that he was in in 2019 although it kind of makes me question again this is the eva who loves to be the on the practical side of time travel <laughs> who's like okay but because we know that um eventually what's her name prioris 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 i can't remember how, how they said it but like she at the end of the day and shout out to adina porter because Y'all know I love me some The 100, but she's been in other things. But, like, if I had to think of, like, a consistently on my screen for a long period of time, it's The 100. And so, like, I just feel like she's so badass in every single thing she does. Even when she's not playing the good person, she's still so, like, it's like, oh, geez, she will kick my ass. Like, that's literally how I feel when I see her on screen. But, like, we also expect her to be, like, on the good side and so to see her on the not so good side but then to come around in the end and help the girls but then she ended up losing her life which is like oh does that mean we won't see her in future episodes because she's from like the future 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 so like i don't know that we would see her ever again but who knows we could see like another version of her in a past timeline i don't know but um, she does end up coming around and helping the girls in the end. Cause she's like, this is not what the, this is, I don't think this is what they had in mind as far as like time travel. It's not being used in a way. It's essentially like they took time travel. It was kind of like what Larry was saying. The um, I wrote it down. Cause I was like, I'm going to forget this. 
I think it's OSTF Underground, which stands for, I think it's Standard Time, I wrote it down, so yes, Standard Time Fighters, um, who are combating the old watch, like, this is, like, the big picture, like, this is the war that, um, everyone is, like, fighting in the background that no one really knows that they're fighting, um, but essentially they took something that was supposed to be, like, amazing and scientific be be used i'm assuming actually i don't know what they what they attempted to do with it but we do know at least in the 99 timeline when it's so much to talk about you guys it's so much to talk about i'm like sitting here like oh my gosh how are we going to get through all this without this being two hours long um we at least know that um before 99 Tiff memory was erased uh 12 year old Tiffany wrote like you invent time travel or something like that or her notebooks I'm assuming that's kind of like she saw that and was like hmm and that kind of like her driving force to like be involved in anything time travel related um but yeah I don't know uh I think the because we set up so much foundation as far as like who the girls are now we care about them i have a feeling and i don't know because again didn't read the comics but i have a feeling we're going to spend a lot of time like them traveling and trying to like fix <laughs> fix the world in the war um like that's going to be their mission and it's going to be a long fought mission because i just can't when i looked up the um comics it looked like it ran for like two years two or three years I don't want to say it was like 2015 to 2017 or was it 2015 to 2019 it ran for like a short period of time so I don't know how much of the comics was like condensed into this one season um but I can see that's going for like potentially because like when you're pulling from comics I just feel like you have so much to pull from but like I'm also like you don't want to end up like the flash where you have like nine seasons of just like and six of those seasons are pretty much trash <laughs> so you don't want to end up like that um but i could see this going for like at l i would say three seasons but like sometimes they try to like milk it for another one i think a good three season arc is always like a good thing to strive for and like let's not go past that like i'm not mad at a three season arc i feel like they could do like tell the story they need to tell fill in all the gaps just based on all that we covered in at least with the girls in this first season like i could see a three season arc at most i could see them trying to push past it but like i could see a three season arc pull a nice little bow in it <laughs> but yeah so what are some things that i do want to talk about uh make sure brad pitt i wrote on here because i was looking at the credits um pretty sure the showrunner is Stephanie Folsom or at least it says created for television by so I'm assuming she's a showrunner um, but I did see Brad Pitt as uh, executive producer which I was like hmm interesting <laughs> um I talked about it's based on a comic book okay let's talk about this episode because Aaron um ended up having or getting her period she we find out she was the first of the girls to get her period 
Um, I thought that scene or that, yeah, that scene when um, Mac steals <laughs> the tampon <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> and as I was watching it, I was like, and they want to remove all this from like, from like kids being able to learn about it in school. Like granted, I didn't really learn much about a period in school, but like at least the fundamentals, like of course you hope your parents will um, teach you like the instrument, like all the like nitty gritty, but like at least like, you know, oh, this is what to expect. Like all this stuff, like, I don't know, all across the board, like even with, with actual sex, like, STDs like that stuff scared me straight when I say that it works at least for me <laughs> It worked so they see that they want to pull it out of schools and they're like, um my kid or whatever I'm just like I Don't know. I don't know. But you know, that's not what we're talking about. But anyway, it kind of ties in because You see the rating at the top of the screen like every time the episode starts and then it also has like why the reason why it gets that rating under it and so it said, um, violence, which was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it, if they hit someone, they classify it as, as violence. That makes sense. Alcohol use. I was like, who is drinking alcohol? I'm thinking it's like one of the adults is drinking alcohol. <laughs> it, it was not. It was the literal kids at the party with straight up cocktails. I was like, oh, okay. And then, um, sexual content. And I was like, sexual content? Who's having sex on this show? <laughs> and then when we got to the period, um, scene, I was like, oh, okay. This is why they got sexual content. Which is, again, I always say, if you have kids, one, you should be knowing what your kids are watching. Um, you should be watching, like, things with your kids and, like, monitoring that. Um, and be prepared to like for them to ask questions and for you to answer them. And if you're scared they're going to ask questions you don't want to answer, then you shouldn't let your kids watch it. <laughs> like that's my whole thing. Um, and I talk about this way more in other shows, which any any teen, young adult show, like I've probably talked more in depth about it. Specifically, um, 13 Reasons Why is what's coming off the top of my head as far as like parents navigating what their kids watch. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But I thought that whole thing was funny. First of all, when Mac was like, oh, I got the tampons because the other ones look like diapers. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is about to go down so, so fast. It's like, I don't even think I started wearing tampons till I was like in freaking, I think even after, it was post-college, like, there was no way. So I was just like, there's no way she's going to be able, they're going to be able to figure this out. And then when they were like, are there no instructions? And in my iMedia media was like, I'm pretty sure there's instructions. At least I remember seeing instructions in the box that I now like throw out and don't even really reference. But like, at least in the early days, I remember it having instructions. And then when they were like looking at the pictures of how to get it in, <laughs> I was like, oh, you should have just got the pads. And so she went back and got her um, pads. I thought that was so funny. Well, it was like so real um, because like they're in a situation where there is no adult there to help them. And none of them have experienced this before. So they're all experiencing it together and have no clue what to do. I thought that was so funny. Um, but yeah, let's see. What else do, should we talk about? 
Adult Aaron played by Ali Wong. I thought that was interesting. I was trying to think, I for sure have seen Ali Wong in things, but she usually plays like a more comedic role. There were definitely like some funny moments. I thought her um, like behavior, her um, dealing with meeting her 12 year old self of all the, of, well, it's just Tiffany. She's the only other one who met her actual adult self. But um, I thought hers was the most realistic because, like, this was when they first jumped um, unwillingly or involuntarily. Like, they didn't know if that's what was happening. Um, also, the scene when Max shoots Aaron at the beginning, <laughs> I was just like, that whole first episode was so chaotic. I think I literally wrote that in my notes. I was like, there's too much going on. There was so much going on in that first episode. I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they were like, we're gonna make sure we hook y'all in and y'all keep watching. But that first episode, in <laughs> insanity. Um, but I thought that um, she had the most realistic like reaction and it was her first jump. So she had to essentially teach them like, this is 30 years later. So much has evolved. This is the internet. Um, I thought some of those things were funny, like them first experiencing um, like being like new technology. And oh my gosh, I can't remember what it was um, when Tiffany had like a multi, a mini meltdown <laughs> when they, they realized that things in it, oh, the phone book, the phone book didn't exist anymore. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh, this show was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I think we can kind of go into like expectation versus reality. So like, again, they're 12 year olds at 12. And I was like sitting there like, what did, what did I think I was going to do at 12? Cause 12 you're in like seventh grade, 12 to 13, 13 to 14, 14 to 15. Yes. You're like somewhere between sixth and seventh grade, depending on like when you turn 12. Um, so it's like, at that point in time, I was like, what did I think I was going to be? I think I thought I was going to be a lawyer, which did not happen. Um, but like, I think that just speaks to like the growth that a person experiences because like at a young age, you think you're going to be all these things. And then once you get into the real world, it's like, no, this is, this is like real world hits you. And it's like, this is, this is life. This is what you get. How are you going to use it? Kind of a thing. So I think with Erin, because she is so, again, she kind of has taken on the responsibility of like thinking she needs to be in control of everything. She needs to save her family, manage her, the relationship between her mom and her sister, like all of that. It's not surprising to me that she ended up or at least that 2019 version of herself that she met. It's not surprising to me. Um, that's like where she ended up. And I think, again, going, not being the practical, the practical time traveler um, person, but like being more like the optimistic time traveler to be like, so now you've seen where you are, what are you going to do with this information whenever you get back to your timeline, if you even remember it? Um, because like, again, and I think Aaron's was very interesting because she got more, she was more upset with Aaron and what she ended up being because like she couldn't understand how she just ended up to her being in her eyes a failure 
Like, she's not married. She doesn't have any kids. She's still living at home. Like, everything that she thought she was going to be, she didn't end up being. Um, and it was kind of like she didn't end up being that because she tried to take on everything on her own. She tried to take care of her mom on her own. Um, she wouldn't let her sister help. Like, that eats up on time. That eats up on a social life. And so you end up being in a position that you didn't think that you would be in. Um, and I think if she was to take that back when she's 12, like, what can she do to change that? Like, let her mom be the mom, not feel like she needs to take on, um, everything. Let her sister build her own relationship with her mom. Um, yeah. Whereas Tiffany, high expectations, she meets her 2019, like, she Googles her 2019 version of herself and it's like oh we started an institute then she meets her 99 version of herself and she's like oh we checked off the box but like also what is really going on because I don't understand why you're still in this town I don't understand why you're like some type of like DJ I was like oh, she's a rave DJ like rave parties um and what else uh and then when she finds out that she was expelled from school like literally try to flip out her and Tiffany Older Tiffany is trying to be like, this is real life. You find out um, some things like you. We knew there was something was going on with the mom because every time twelve year old Tiffany mentioned her, you would see older Tiffany like roll her eyes and things like that. Um, so we knew there was something there and couldn't find out. She finds out while she's I think while she's in college at like 18, 19, that she's adopted and it kind of like derails her because at that point in time, she feels like she built her life based on the example of her mom and her mom lied to her. Whereas 12 year old Tiffany is like, no, this is our dream. Like <laughs> clearly, like I will say this, I do like Tiffany cause she is like, strong will she stands her ground like she knows what she wants and she's like check 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 and you have to like really admire that but she's like no this is our dream this is what we were have been working for this what we always dreamed of no one else put this in our head uh, i do think though when um older tiffany dropped the bomb on her like oh fyi were adopted and then expected her to get over it super quick i was like no like <laughs> You've had all these years now to like sit in the fact that you've been adopted as an older person. You just drop this bomb on a 12 year old and you expect them to get over it super quickly. Like, no, that's there's that's not realistic. Um, but I really like their dynamic um, and seeing for the most part, Tiffany's still very smart, still very strong willed. She's older, so she's she's a little bit more wiser. She's playing the game like the whole thing when young Tiff is like why are you with him he literally has no life goals and she's like well you know I'm an adult and these are some of the things that we have to do so I don't know I thought that was interesting um watching your older the older version of yourself die like Aaron got had to I don't even know how I would deal with that I feel like that would cause like some type of existential crisis within myself to be like oh my gosh there's one thing like knowing which is like super tragic that you're going to die in four years visiting your grave <sighs> couldn't even imagine but then also like meeting your older self 
spending all this time with your older self, getting through like obstacles and and um, the realization that what you expect that your life is going to be isn't exactly what it turned out to be, and then watching your older self get blown up. <sighs> That's insane. But then the more practical side of time travel, Eva, is like, <laughs> well, if you go back to 88, like, you can change that. <laughs> it could not happen in the future. But come to find out they're in a time loop. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't even know why that didn't cross my mind. But they were essentially in a time loop. And so once you're in a time loop, it's like nothing that you do is going to impact um, anything because you're literally... Like once all the the episode that was called, what was the episode called about like the trash was uh, trash was falling out of the sky. Um, some kind of burping trash hole. I was like, oh my gosh, time is folding in on themselves because I was like, they've they've effed something up and completely destroyed the timeline, and now it's like mad at them but it's like oh no they're in a time loop and you all need to go back to your time which is kind of like gets into the bigger picture of the story of like this whole war and everything like how much of that was really that they were in a time loop or was it them just saying like you're in a time loop to convince them to go back and then um what is his name the old why don't want to call him the old man grandfather <laughs> it's just so pretentious grandfather um with his like pet killer bird was just like oh I could just take people out like pretty much it seems like he's the one who's making the rules and like he doesn't have to answer into anyone which is like kind of dangerous if you think about it um but I have to talk about Larry because I thought Larry was interesting 2019 version Larry literally screwed those girls over so when they were in 99 like they were literally dealing from trauma they just watched older Aaron get blown up they saw it's not funny <laughs> I think about what they told 99 version Larry about him getting smoked literally like burnt to a crisp not even a crisp because it was just dust there was nothing left of him and then when Tiffany confronted him and literally read him I was like oh my gosh I kind of feel bad for him because it's like here I am this adult and I literally just got torn to shreds by a 12 year old and I don't even know what she's even talking about. I was just like, oh my gosh, I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> kind of, so that was a good scene. Um, and it was also a good scene. It kind of played off the two Tiffany's like dynamic. But like watch them both, like how they both at those different ages attack a situation um, was interesting to watch. But what else? What's I going to say? Oh, and then he ends up dying like, in his actual timeline before so it's like so is there no future Larry then because he literally got take got taken out by the like dinosaur bird thing it's just like oh my gosh um oh I wrote down um from one of Tiffany and Tiffany's conversations um when she was like I want you to understand fun is good fun matters um I thought I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. Like, it can't be all, like, seriousness. You need to, it, there needs to be some type of a balance, which is what I think is the thing that Tiffany should take away from her 99 version of herself, is there needs to be some type of balance. There can't just be 
like rigid, 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 rigid. Even kind of talking about Erin as well, because her, she got advice from her older self, which was like, oh, like it looks like they could be good friends. Like you should like let them in, be friends with them, because like, otherwise you're gonna grow up to be this version of yourself who is friendless, lives alone, doesn't even have a. Did she? No, she didn't have a cat or anything, but she had something. No, I don't think she had anything, any type of pet. But you're going to end up alone, living in your mother's house with no friends. Your sister won't even talk to you. No type of a dating life, anything. So, like, I feel like there was definitely a lot that they can learn from their older versions of themselves. Even with KJ, um, which is kind of hard because, like, she lives in 88. And even 99, there's still not much, like, freedom to like people are a little more accepting but not as accepting as like they are today or as they were in like 20, 2006 or like like every it seems like every year it's gotten better and better like the, the past couple of years we're not gonna talk about but like at least there's like this um what is the word not projection but like this momentum of like things constantly feeling like they're getting better people are constantly being more accepting um and so I think the one thing that she wanted to open up her eyes meeting the her future girlfriend, she opened her eyes to movies, which she didn't, she seems very into sports and like things like that and doing what her mother is telling her to do. So she opened her eyes to movies, you know, I love, like, I'm like, oh, yay, I, if I visited my future self or like someone for my future life, like, but like I started watching TV so young, so I'm like, I don't know that that would change anything. Like literally so young um, and like fell in love with it so young. So I don't know if that would change, but like something that I fell in love with like later in life, like would someone tell me that? And then if I was to watch it and be like, oh, I get it. Like to watch her watching the movie and being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then also like seeing herself and knowing that it does get better for her and she will be happier than what she feels today. Like, just to have that visual representation, because I know a lot of times we talk about, like, in real life, um, especially for kids in the LGBTQ community, um, they have, there's, like, a high suicide rate, there's a lot of bullying, and a lot of times, especially when you're young, like, you know, you're like, oh, I can't wait till I get older, so I can do this, and I can do that, but a lot of times, like, when you're in it, it just, and you're in school for, like, oh long period of your life so it feels never ending um and it doesn't feel like it's ever going to get better and so a lot of times you end up with kids like isolating themselves committing suicide being continuously bullied which could lead to them committing suicide like just a range of things and so um that's why it's like important to like have that message of it does get better to have that um representation or people to look to as an example of like this is and I feel like I can't really speak to, to today as far as like kids in school in 2022, but I do feel like at least a few years ago, pre-pandemic, that there was a period of, where it felt like, and this is not everywhere, but it felt like kids were being more accepting. I feel like kids, as years ago, kids, the younger they are, the more accepting they are. It's once they get like into middle school, high school, and they started to like, take in their environment and peer pressure and all of that they become these like terror monsters <laughs> in school and are just like horrible like I've talked to 
about it, like the representation on TV. I think kids are are mean <laughs> in general. I was a kid. I was I was a mean kid. I was a nice kid. I've experienced both sides. Kids can be mean. Um, so I do think that there was, it felt like a period where you, and even it started to like spill into the representation on like TV and things like that of kids being a little more accepting. But I think just based on like where we have been, um, and like what's happening in the world today, that is kind of like, we're trying to, we're going backwards in a way. And so I think for KJ to like have that physical, like to see herself and see oh it does get better like that's like a real like a real translation of it gets better at least for her and then um Mac it was, it was so hard watching Mac's story because like I couldn't imagine being 12 and knowing that I I would die in four years like I I wouldn't I I don't think I don't know anyone who would I'm sure there are people out there who want to know when they are going to die but like I wouldn't want to know that um because it's kind of like a, a countdown clock starts and it's like okay, well, what are you going to do with this time that you have left? And it was kind of sad because you saw like the motivation to live kind of leave or the will to live, leave her. And it was just like, I just want to go back and forget all this and just like live in a, live in oblivion and not know that I'm going to die in four years. Um, but then when she got that spark of hope of like, oh, if we go to, if you want to save your friend, you need to go to the future and she could potentially um, live or like not die. And then it's like a spark of hope lights up in her. I was like, so hopefully they like fix it. <laughs> Cause I, I just, I'm like, I can't do a drag out of that. Like we can't drag that out past, uh, past a potential season two. Like, can we fix this really quickly? Because I don't think that I could take it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. That I don't want to talk about. I think those are the main things. Oh, Stranger Things. They, this is why I take notes. Stranger Things comparison. So when I saw like Stranger Things and like the titles, I was like, uh, okay. They're both set in the 80s. Both have like 80s music, um, 80s fashion. Like, but like this is time travel. That completely makes it different. <laughs> Just because they were in the 80s and on bikes does not make this, does not warrant the comparisons to Stranger Things. And I feel like, and I, I feel this way about books too, when I was like, especially like mystery suspense um, genre, when there's like a, or thriller genre, when there's a book that does really well, thinking like a Gone Girl or something like that. And everyone's like comparing it to Gone Girl, like the next Gone Girl, or it gives you the Gone Girl feels, like all that. Like I think it just diminishes and belittles the the thing or the book that you're wanting, wanting to read because then you've kind of lowered expectations, at least to me, like you below the book to the point where it's like, this book is not good enough to stand on its own. Um, it has to be like up leveled by being compared to, um, this popular book, Grown Girl being the example. Granted the girls I did, um, cause I was like, oh, I need to look up all these girls cause they're also like, adorable and also they look like they're 12 in this which I'm like thank you they don't look like they're like 20 year olds playing 12 year olds um so it's kind of gonna be like the same at least the same um 
the same trajectory as like a Stranger Things where like they start off super young and then every season is like, oh my gosh, they're getting so big. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how long they th that they can play 12 year olds for. I feel like girls can kind of get away with playing um, the same age a little longer than boys. Cause like once the bo once boys like hit, like start getting facial hair and all that, it's just like, oh my gosh. And like height. It's like, oh my gosh, they're so big. Whereas girls kind of can get away with it for a little bit longer. Um, but I did see that like, they were like, oh, like we're, like, we're happy to be compared to Stranger Things. But I'm like, yes and no. Yes and that you're both set in the 80s. Yeah, you girls were on some bikes for a little bit. Yeah, there's some great 80s music in here. Yeah, you're both sci-fi, but like y'all are time travel. <laughs> Y'all are just four girls who are literally kicking ass and navigating with no adult supervision. Like, there is no adult, like, storyline in this at all. The storyline is the girls, which I think is very, a very, um, like, different take. Because it's always, you know, me, when we talk about, like, teens and stuff in the shows, it's like, where are the parents? Like, there are no parents in this. These girls are navigating this on their own at 12-year-olds trying to survive and figure out how they get back to their time after like visiting different versions of themselves in the future. So like you could say, oh, it's like Stranger Things, but I feel like it belittles it in a, in a way. So let's say, oh, the next Stranger Things, where it's like, no, this is the next Paper Girls. They can stand on their own. They're badass. This is time travel, <laughs> a different, different subgenre of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> like, like give them their their due okay um but yeah I think that's all I have to say this is so long I was like this is gonna be on the shorter side of 30 minutes <laughs> yeah no I did have the updates at the beginning but it is what it is what do I want to see in the season two I want to now get more into like the bigger the bigger picture the bigger plot of the series like the war how how the girls fit in how do they contribute to stopping the war like for real stopping it not just like the stf underground where they're like we're trying but they're always one step ahead of us like literally how do these girls stop the war take down the old the old watch like all that what is like the future future versions of themselves like even more interaction because like, we got to see um Aaron and um Tiffany but like will KJ interact with her future self if we're able to save Mac will she then be able to meet a future version of herself or will she meet her brother in a different timeline like I don't know I think those are so interesting because it's like mind-boggling again I love time travel if you couldn't tell but I'm so excited that I watched this show. Uh, hopefully it gets a second season. I'm pretty sure it's going to get another season. If it doesn't, like, Amazon, what are you thinking? I mean, <laughs> that's a, I can make so many jokes from that, but we're not. <laughs> but I want to know what you guys thought about season one of Paper Girls. Do you want to see season two? What do you want to see in season two? Let me know all the things and I will talk to you in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybusy on Instagram and at currentbusy on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcast on and I'll talk to you in the next one.